This is the Tailored Transformations Podcast, where you will hear relatable transformation stories from our personal clients that will inspire you to create change in your own life. My name is Cody McBroom, and I am the founder and CEO of Tailored Coaching Method, a world-renowned online fitness and nutrition coaching company, and I am proud to introduce the host of our Transformation Podcast, Ariel DeAmper. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Tailored Transformation Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I am beyond excited to introduce today's interview. It is with one of our incredible clients, Joni. I am so excited for her to dive in and share her transformation story with you. Um, I would suggest getting a little piece of paper and a pencil out. You're going to walk away with so many nuggets. I already know that. Um, and just feel so inspired. So Joni, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit um, to our listeners and let them know um, who you are. Hi, everyone. I'm Joni, and I came to Ariel's um, coaching, seeing her online on Instagram. And so I previously had started out in July of 2022 at um, a weight and size that I was feeling really uncomfortable and I'm a mom of five, I work full-time plus. And so um, I just didn't really like how I was feeling. I just physically felt like I wasn't at my best. And I started to believe that I had the opportunity to change and I wanted to take that opportunity. And it was kind of hard for me to transition that at first um, coming from a body positivity, um, self-love kind of background for the for the few years before that and and thinking that I didn't really um, need to change my size and while I didn't need to change my size to respect myself I learned quickly that I could show myself respect by making some changes that while it did alter my physical appearance it also really helped me to feel a lot healthier and and just better in general. Uh, I love that so much. Like what an empowering place to take action from, right? Like I think a lot of people have a notion or a belief. It's like, well, if I'm pursuing change, I must hate where I am, right? Like I need to accept love and respect this. And if I don't, like if I like accept it and respect it, like I'm not going to change it. But if I hate it, then I'll change it. And it's a really interesting nuance and balance there. So did you ever because this is a, a common thing that I hear from women is I almost feel guilty for pursuing weight loss, especially as a mom. And thanks for sharing all of that. Like when you have a family and loved ones and other things going on, it's whether it's a sense of guilt from like, maybe it's taking time away. Maybe it's guilty. Like I should just accept where I am and I shouldn't like feel the need to pursue any sort of physical change. Did you ever like encounter or feel that but prior to getting started? I felt a lot of uncertainty and whether I could really even accomplish that. Um, I think I have in my lifetime felt some, some mom guilt, some, you know, feelings of like, okay, can I really, can I put this amount of effort into myself? Um, And what is that taking away from my family? But I really wanted to be able to be more active with my children. And while I was physically active um, prior it was really a struggle. I was really kind of trying to willpower my way through it and and force myself to do it. And I was regularly working out still, but the consistency wasn't always there. 
Um, my nutrition definitely wasn't there. And so I just kind of wanted to be uh, showing up a little, a little with a little more zest, I guess, for life in my, with, when I'm interacting with my children. So, um, I, and I wanted them to see it, me feeling better and knowing that they can have a life where they um, can do things for themselves and make choices for themselves as well. Mm, I love that so much. And that uncertainty is so real. One thing I like to share is that like on this journey, it's important that we coexist with curiosity and acknowledge that self-doubt is a part of it. Like you're doing something that maybe you haven't done before. You haven't pursued it in this way from this lens. And so there is uncertainty. And whenever we have uncertainty, there's going to be doubt. Now, those thoughts of uncertainty or doubt doesn't mean that we need to stop, but rather can we coexist with them? It doesn't matter where we are in our journey or what goal we're pursuing. I have self-doubt. I have self-doubt in my ability to, you know, achieve my goal that I have. Um, I know that there's some girls that I work with that maybe they're running a marathon and they're uncertain if they're going to finish. And it's saying, can we still pursue this with the level of self-doubt that maybe that may come in and know that we're going to operate with curiosity. We're going to experiment. We are going to trial and error and see what, and see how this all unfolds. And I know this is actually something that we talked about where it was like, but am I doing what's like, quote unquote, like optimal? Right? Like, am I doing what's like optimal? Am I like checking all of these boxes? Because there's this notion and fear that if we're not perfect, right, then we're not going to see the results and it's going to be our fault. Like we messed up, but rather we turned that around and we were like, let's just get curious. And throughout jo Joni's journey of this past year, we have done so many nutritional approaches. We really gained some, you know, foundational knowledge and we went through dieting phases and we've had tracked days and we've had untracked days and we've had pushed seasons and we've had maintenance seasons and all of that. So would you mind telling the listeners a little bit about like maybe what that journey looked like or what it felt like operating with the curiosity and doubt? Yeah. So when I, back in 2022, when I was at my heaviest and, and saw the heaviest number I ever saw on my scale, I was like, oh, that just doesn't, you know, that doesn't really just not just the number, but it doesn't sit well with me that, you know, I've been much smaller in my life and felt physically better. Um, I'm working out, but my, my nutrition really, you know, as much as I try to get highly nutritious foods in, in my diet as well, um, you know, I knew there was opportunity for change. I, I knew that um, it didn't look like um, there was a lot of restraint. And so I didn't want to go back to restriction. I started looking at options. Um, I initially was thinking about doing something through uh, my insurance and that didn't really pan out. And I, and I was following Ariel on Instagram and I started following Cody on Instagram. And I was like, you know, I, I know Ariel here for a couple of years now. Um, I trust her. I see what she's doing with her clients. And so that was kind of my, my starting point back in July of 2022. I, I started working with Ariel and my initial goal was just to um, lose somewhere between like, I don't know, 30, 50, 70. I didn't really even have a, a set number. I don't even think. And, um, you know, here I am uh, a full nine months later and I'm already down 106 pounds. I had no clue I was even going to keep going for that, but I, I just feel so good. And so um, I, 
along the way had some different, you know, things come up where, okay, um, this, you know, it's Christmas or, you know, now it's New Year's and, and different events and stuff like that. It's like, well, maybe I didn't make the best choice on this day. And, you know, I want to make choices that align with my goals, but this, this one day, um, you know, didn't maybe look the way I would like it, or maybe another day I chose something else, but I didn't really maybe feel bad. But when it came to the end of the week, like, oh, I didn't really, I'm thinking to myself, I didn't really make the optimal choice. You know, I'm kind of questioning myself. And when I check in with Ariel, um, I was able to kind of look at it differently. Like optimally for me, I chose what was best in the moment, you know, good, better, best kind of, kind of choosing decision-making. And I enjoyed myself. I didn't have to, um, an effort kind of a moment that like some people, um, have seen happen in their lives. Like, Oh, I, I, I didn't like that choice I made. Now I'm just going to kind of, kind of go off, <laughs> you know, and just take, take a, take a all or nothing kind of approach to it. And, and so that's been a big consideration for me is like, Hey, it's not all or nothing. And sometimes optimal doesn't always look like perfection. It's not meant to be perfection. It's like, what's working best in my life. And I still want to be able to in, enjoy some foods that maybe are higher in calories, higher in fat. Um, but I'm able to choose to show restraint and say, okay, I, I did that for that meal. And I'm, you know, going back to my norm, so to speak for, for my next meal. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I think that holds a lot of people back from pursuing feeling that pressure of like, Oh, I have to be perfect and it's all or nothing. And I have to do this optimal and it has to be like restricted or rigid, but rather in it, in it, you know, like we talked about with that, like uncertainty operating in a lens of like, it's going to be all or something. It's going to be good, better, best. It's going to be what works for me and what's in alignment, whether that looks like a typical stereotype kind of like diet or whatever or not. And it's, it's about tweaking and making those changes. And I'm so proud of you for that. And a lot of this comes to where like, I love working with clients over, you know, at least a calendar year, because like Joni shared, it was the holidays, birthdays, vacations, travels, get together, family life, ups, downs, sickness, health, all the things and learning firsthand and getting that experience. That's like, wow, I picked an option that I thought was good today. And, you know, I'm still seeing progress. Like, look, I did all or something today. You know, I couldn't get my full workout all, you know, four days of my workout in, but I got some extra steps in. And that is truly what I think a lot of people are seeking. And I like to almost say it kind of like harmony, right? Instead of maybe like, cause I think balance, we kind of go like this back and forth seesaw, but rather like we we're saying, this is what Joni values. This is what's important to her. This is how she can show up authentically in her life. And now here are the tools, the support, the strategy to continue to navigate that. So thank you. Thank you for sharing all of that. And like, this is, that's something that I also want our listeners to hear is that like perfection is not required. <laughs> perfection is not required. And hearing stories of no one's journey is linear, right? Like, it's not like, ooh, perfect. Just Ariel gave me this protocol. I followed everything to a T every single time. Everything was perfect. I got these results. Doom. No, it had lots of, lots of ups and downs and different things in between. And so with that being said, how we, you know, you shared 
your weight loss journey and how you started. And I remember you were like, I don't really have a goal weight, but like kind like kind of you threw out like 30, 50, maybe 70 pounds. And we just honestly kept going because you felt so good. Yeah. Like, yes, I feel really good. And so now down over a hundred pounds, that was a physical result. Has this journey impacted you or how has this journey impacted you outside of just your physical body and a hundred pounds weight loss? So I think I was feeling uh, a little, little stuck for me. My forties have had a huge amount of growth and change. My, my mental health um, has improved and I've done a lot of, um, you know, kind of mindfulness, mindful thinking. And while um, things like body neutrality and body positivity and self-love and, and care and stuff like that have been huge for me. Um, I think just like anything, we can kind of go on the, the far end of the spectrum with that. And so learning that for me as an individual, and this is my individual journey, and I don't have to feel guilt or shame about um, changing some of my perspective or my belief on that um, in knowing what's best for me, I was able to see, oh yeah, I am respecting myself by making the choice to say, hey, you know what? Um, I had some um, something extra at lunch today at supper. I am going to choose to, um, you know, maybe reduce the amount of something else I'm going to have. I'm going to, I'm going to check in with myself and say, um, you know, is today a day that I really need, you know, this extra food or, you know, is it extra or is it just what I, what I need today? I don't have to make it a, a guilty or shameful thing. I don't have to make it like this is bad. Um, a lot of my, my internal talk and, and words to myself have, have changed to say, um, I am making a choice to show restraint. It's not restriction. I'm not going back to that unhealthy diet mentality, that, that extreme, um, restriction and, and stuff at a, where I, where I was even prior to, um, body positivity kind of, um, it's just, it's all kind of, it's not just an extreme change of one viewpoint to the other, but it's, it's me finding out what's best for Joni, the individual. Yes. Oh my goodness. How beautiful, like just a path of discovery. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, even myself, um, my um, interview, if I, Cody interviewed me and we did it, um, it's going to be one of the previous podcasts, obviously, but we were talking about that. And I think it's very easy to have this pendulum swing, right? Where it's like restriction, rigidity, you try and diet, but then you get burnt out and you feel like a failure and you have that guilt and shame. And that is not good for your mental health. Like guilt and shame, useless emotions. We don't love them. Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10 don't recommend in any situation. And so when we're feeling that guilt and shame, we need to be perfect. We're burnt out. We're exhausted. Why am I trying to do this? It's very easy to just kind of say, F it really. And just go into like, I'm just going to allow myself to eat. I'm going to, you know, give into these urges. I'm going to go into that mindset. And it's, and it's also too, when we're talking about tools, it's like, obsessing over the scale and using it to measure our worth and our value. Like, oh, people are going to love me more. I'm going to be more successful. I'm going to be happy when I hit this number to throw away the scale. None of that matters. And I think that happens to so many. And we realize that true like fulfillment and those feelings, we're at neither extreme, but everyone falls somewhere in the middle. 
And it's like mm-hmm. figuring out what is that for you? So like when you were encountering that, what was your biggest fear in starting? What were there any fears? I think and anything. Well, I that think I, yeah, I, d- I don't think I knew what I was capable of anymore. I, you know, I was starting to tell myself a story that like, ah, I'm probably just going to be this big or, or a bigger person. Um, I know that in the past when I was, you know, smaller, a, a lower weight, um, you know, I was doing some unhealthy things to be at that weight. Um, for other people that might be listening, I have a history of disordered eating and, and it was, um, something that, you know, I'd even sought help for, um, just to kind of make sure I was attacking that at any, at every angle. And so, um, when I, when I wanted to change those unhealthy behaviors, it kind of swung all the way to the other end where there was no restraint. And what I have kind of noticed is that, um, a lot of times there's a conversation that says, oh, we, we deserve this. We deserve things. I deserve to eat whatever I want. I deserve to have, you know, highly palatable foods. And it's like, well, no, I, I don't think that's the right word for us. We can have those things. We can enjoy those things. There's nothing wrong with enjoying those things. But for me, where the language has changed for me is I deserve to feel really good. And I'm a little level of physical fitness that I was not able to be at when I weighed 106 pounds more than I do now. I just, that wasn't, they, they didn't work out together as, as strong as I was. I did a lot of strength training. I, you know, I lifted a lot of heavy things and as strong as I was, I was not, I just, I was not able to move quickly. I, and I, that was something I wanted for myself. Um, and so, um, I talked to myself now about, yeah, I deserve to be able to go to, to the gym. I show up for myself. I still lift heavy things and I feel fantastic after I complete that workout. And instead of, you know, I might have that physical, like, okay, I'm tired. Oof, I really lifted hard today, but not like, oh my gosh, it was everything I could do to drag myself through it. And I don't, I don't have to feel like that anymore. And that's what I feel like I deserve. Oh my goodness. Okay. This is the point where everyone, I want them to rewind it, play it again, reinforce that. It's like when you're talking about your quality of life, right? Like the enjoyment, the fulfillment, the relationships. And this is the thing about food. Like it's not, it's not just food, like, right. Like Mm -hmm. it's going to impact our emotional health, our mental health, our social health, like the way we interact with people. And as a mom, like saying like, you know, I wanted to be more present with my kids. I wanted to leave my workout feeling empowered and not like dragging my feet there. And so just to enjoy your life on the day to day in a beautiful way is like, just like what a gift to give Mm -hmm. yourself, right? Like that's so, that's so empowering. And I just reinforcing on like, it's not when it comes to those food decisions and stuff, it's not a never, it's like just right right now. And everything that you're saying is just little, like just so powerfully speaking of like working through the lens of autonomy and choice. I like, I have to, but I get to, this is why I'm choosing this decision. Um, And I'm moving forward with that. Was there anything that was like really challenging for you throughout this journey? Um, I mean, it could be anything that, you know, we did experience. Right. I think it's changed a little bit as, as kind of each step along the way. Um, the biggest part for me at first was, was mental, like 
mentally I needed to, to say, okay, I'm not going to say, oh my gosh, I feel like that um, amount of calories that I'm trying to kind of, um, you know, I'm trying to be at a certain, at a certain amount of macros and calories. It seemed low at first. And I remember saying that to you the very first meeting that we had, I was like, oh my gosh, that seems low. And now I'm just like, oh, well, that's easy because I was at an extreme high is where, where I was at before that. And so I just took all of the information that I, that I could get to say, well, how do I, how do I adjust that so that it's not so scary um, that I don't feel this extreme hunger to the point where, you know, I'm trying to white knuckle it. So instead it was like, oh, okay. You know, highly uh, voluminous foods. I, that's a huge part of what I do. Um, what things um, seem to be kind of, if you want to call it triggering to, to maybe like, oh, I'm just going to keep eating more. But if I choose something else, oh, it still tastes good, but I don't have that, that feeling. So I just kind of, I asked for a lot of tips and tricks um, with the other uh, women in the community uh, that work with Ariel. I just kind of see like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. What, what can I take away from that? So, um, you know, I eat a boatload of veggies every day and I love them and I already liked veggies, but now I've made, I put effort into things that I know, um, not only do I have the choice, but actually like them so I, I look for those kind of things because to me that's just as good as like okay I like chocolate I can eat chocolate but also I do like veggies but what's the best way for me to eat those veggies and still be able to fit a small amount of chocolate in and you know not give up on the goals or just like the extremes so yeah yes. I, I kind of got on a tangent there but um you know, using the, using the tools and, and tips available to me, I don't feel like I'm starving because I'm not starving. I'm, you know, I'm able to look at hunger also from a mental aspect, whether I was eating, you know, 3000, 5,000, whatever amount, I don't even know what amount of calories I was eating previously, but it was probably a lot. Um, I still felt hunger at times. So I'm not feeling something now with less calories that I wasn't feeling before. I'm still feeling that. So now I think about, okay, so what do I want to do? with that hunger. Oh, nice. I'm going to eat because I have meal. I have, it's time to eat and I have a meal ready because I, I prepared for it. I planned for it. So, um, and then just that mental knowledge, like, oh yeah, I already did the work of planning my meal and I am really hungry right now. Cause it's, you know, been five hours since I ate, uh, here we go. It's, it's there. Right? And I feel really great about my choices when I know that I've already like I already showed up for myself in advance even and so now that allows me to show up now making the choice that I want to make for myself yeah oh my goodness there's so many good nuggets in what yeah. you shared and it really is it's it's about like being educated getting empowered and learning right because having that guidance I think is invaluable this is why like I still have a coach as well and knowing like hey I she has these targets but like what does that look like? How do I hit it in a way when I'm not starving? How do I, you know, make this work and still enjoyable and not just chicken and broccoli or whatever it is. And so um, asking questions and that's all of, all of the coaches are here and we love, you know, working and teaching and giving you guys the tools and the resources, whether that's meal ideas, hacks, ways to mitigate hunger, but then also too, I love that acceptance of it. Right. And, and that you talked about it, like, it doesn't really matter what size you're at, no matter if you're 400 pounds, 300 pounds, 200 pounds, 100 pounds, or Gabby, like my daughter, like she's, you know, whatever, 30, like, she's like, mommy, I'm hungry. Like, 
hunger is a normal biological sign. And sometimes there's a message and a belief and people are so scared of hunger, um, believing like if I'm hungry, I, I will just inevitably really overeat. If I experience hunger, that means I'm not honoring my body. If I experience hunger, it's like, it's a really bad thing. And I, that in itself, that's, that's hard and that's heavy as opposed to like, what if, you know, I just accept it. I acknowledge mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, it's a normal physiological sign that says right. maybe it's time to eat. Was there, was there fears around getting hunger initially? There, there was some because I had went from that extreme restriction to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a hedonistic kind of everything goes, I can eat how much ever, you know, I want and anything I want and it in feeling uncomfortably full even at times. And so, you know, I kind of that pendulum, that pendulum swing kind of happened to, to the other extreme. And so when I wanted to make changes, even though I knew I wasn't going to be going back to that extreme restriction, I knew what that extreme kind of hunger and that, that um, overdoing it kind of did in the past. And I didn't, I was afraid a little bit of that. Um, But I just kind of had to keep proving to myself like, oh yeah, all right, here's normal physical hunger. Yep. It's uncomfortable. Sometimes we don't like it. That's part of what our body does to tell us to eat something. Um, But also like, okay, so what am I going to do about it? Oh, I'm not actually hurt right now. I'm going to eat something. It's going to go away. And, and there's not, because I'm not doing, uh, you know, an extreme restriction, I'm, I'm not doing anything to hurt myself. And I think that's where I had to kind of learn that process along the way. Um, you know, because I think sometimes that, that other extreme is like, oh, you're really hurting yourself if you get physically hungry. Well, no, you're, you're not because our bodies all do that. Like you said, even, you know, children get hungry and they get to kind of eat, you know, they almost eat whenever they want in, in a sense. So yeah, I just kind of, I just kind of had to prove to myself what and, and show myself what kind of what that looked like for me. And it was like, oh, okay, I get, I get a little hungry every day. And sometimes I start to get a little that hangry kind of feeling. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm literally going to eat in like 20 minutes here. I just have to get to on the drive home and my food's already prepared or, you know, or I know what's, you know, I know what's next kind of. So there's no, there's no scary, like, I don't know when I'm going to eat next. Cause you know, I've already planned. So. Yeah. I love that. And just showing up for yourself in that capacity by planning out the foods, having it like what a gift to your future self. And I know personally, as well as I hear this from clients, it's like when you take the time and you just like plan and have it prepped, you actually don't spend as much time thinking about food on the day to day. Like I'm like, yeah, I know I normally eat lunch at 12. It's already prepped. I'm just going to toss it in the microwave and I'll eat that. I can, I have this dinner as opposed to just kind of on the whim. Uh, what do we feel like having? What do I want? Is that too much? Maybe I should have a little bit more. Oh, I'm also craving this. And then you just find like those food thoughts elevate just as much. And so whenever we're encountering a change, there's going to be resistance, right? It doesn't matter what it is in life. You're changing jobs. You're going to question it. Um, houses, relationships, your relationship with food, how you eat, there's going to be resistance. But when your reason outweighs that resistance, the change allows to happen. And and again, seeing that step-by-step and allowing yourself to operate out of a lens of empowerment in the beginning, it is a bit of change. It is. But from what you're sharing, it's like, it seems like it was, there was some challenge and it became easier, 
right? It became. I learned, yeah, along the way, I learned what worked best for me. I tried some things. I got curious. But, oh, you know, I didn't like that. That didn't work for me. I, you know, I'm not somebody who preps for the whole week along the way. I like to prep three, four days because that gives me the opportunity. I might do, um, you know, uh, egg whites and veggies for three, four days straight. And I love that. It's been my kind of breakfast go-to. And then I have a day where I'm like, I'm not sure what I want to do that day. I'm, I'm going to have, I have everything for a smoothie. I like smoothies. Um, and then I have my smoothie for one day and I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm good to go back to my, to my egg whites and veggies. Like I, I just really like it. So I get that little bit of a break and then I can change up maybe my recipe a little bit. What do I want to add? And the same, the same thing for like supper. I, I, um, change my supper up. That's my probably biggest area of change where I do different recipes fairly frequently. And then I'll go back to that, that one recipe that always just goes well for me, but I have a little, you know, a little bit of a break. So that's a thing that I have learned for myself as somebody I did kind of come in with this mindset of, uh, I just don't really like prepping that much. I don't like, and probably because I, I had done those extremes, like, okay, here's, I've got seven to 10 days worth of food prepped and, you know, who wants dry chicken and rice for, you know, seven to 10 days or whatever, you know, whatever it was. So that's something that I've learned along the way. And I took that in and was like, Oh, for me, the individual that works, maybe for someone else, it is really different. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I love that you do that. And you shared that. And so for the listeners, I can't tell you how many times I'm, I'm like going through Joni's check-in looking at her food log. And I was like, Ooh, that looks really good. Joni, can you, what's this? What was this recipe? What was this? It looks really nice. Can you share it with me? Or just like looking, I was like, Oh, white cheddar rice cakes with guacamole. That sounds like it hits the spot. And so it's so cool to see that and, and to like, see that and experience it. And that's why we take this like flexible approach, right. Where we're like, okay. Um, I, I want to make this for two or three days. Ah, I'm kind of bored of it. I can still change that up and hit my goals and whatever that is. And I love all of the recipes that everyone shares, just the meal ideas, different things. And it's important to understand, like we crave more what we have more of. Like we are all creatures of habit. Our brain wants comfort, pleasure, and it wants to be really efficient. And so it's going to be like, oh, this worked last time when you were eating this, you were enjoying it. Let's have it again. Um, and so it's really cool to see those those habits develop to where, and I, I always kind of, I say this to people, I was like, I promise there will be a point where it feels almost effortless. Right. But you have to program that into your brain. You have to go through the process. Like Joni was just saying, where she was like exploring, learning, tweaking, changing, but now, you know, nine months later, she's consistently done this for nine months. And it's like, oh no, I love my meals. I know how I like cook veggies. This is how I meal prep. This is how, this is, this is, this is Joni. This is my life. This is how it, how it all works synergistically. And it allows me to move in this, move towards this goal. Right. And because there's flexibility that gives me individually the opportunity to, to, to pick and choose things that I like, whether it's for, you know, workouts, exercise, whether it's for food, you know, I, I happen to, I don't know if other women that are in the community eat quite as much wild game as I do. That's part of, um, you know, kind of culturally and where, you know, my background, like that's, I made venison fajitas, you know, that's my, my supper prep this week. And that's kind of important to me. So I like that we have the flexibility, like the same similar things work for kind of everyone, you know, um, we're not so different that a lot of the same things won't work for us, but because we are individuals and because we care about our own uniqueness, 
um, having that flexibility just gives me that opportunity to be like, I don't see any of the other women making venison fajitas, but I really like them. And if they ever ask me for the recipe, that's cool if they have access to that. But, you know, I, I just like that. And I don't feel like there's no guilt or shame about having a different kind of meal. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of backgrounds with um, different cultures and they all get to do their, their own things. And I like seeing them and I'm like, I think I maybe could try that recipe. I don't know if I can swing it, but I'm really going to, you know, I would enjoy trying that. So yeah, I like that flexibility. That's, that's such a good point because we do have these like, and as we coach and teach, like there's these basic foundations of physiology, right? Like you're going to experience hunger. This is what a caloric deficit is. This is how many calories are in dietary fat. This is carbohydrate. This is fiber. Yep. This is how much your body needs. And so we have these basic foundational principles that we operate out of to ensure that we're going to hit our goal and move towards the target. Right. And now we combine that with the flexibility of, oh, you're traveling. Here's how to fit. You love having wild game. That's one you want to fit in. Like I'm Puerto Rican. And so I have little quirky things, whether it's um, seasonings or produce that I, I really enjoy having that I've had since I was little and I'm able to maintain where I'm at and move forward and include those. And so it's such, it's such a cool nuanced approach with being on the topic of flexibility. Um, we, you don't track every single day and that's something that is really easy for women to get caught up in. And they feel like if I don't track, I'm going to gain weight. And I just like, I have to track the entire time. And sometimes that frustrates, it's like, it's almost like it makes them want to give up maybe because they're feeling it. And so we checked in a couple of times where I'm like, Hey, how are you feeling about tracking? Are you enjoying it? Some people freaking love it. And they were like, I will check every day forever. Like, I just, I love numbers. Like it's like, there's a couple of like accountants I worked in. They're like, I just, I just really like numbers. No, I just like, I love seeing the data. And there's some people that are like, I could take it or leave it. This is why coaching one-on-one is so important to me. And I really think that it needs to be tailored. But what was that experience like? Because we were tracking every day and then we weren't tracking. And now your current plan doesn't have tracking every day. So like, what, what was that experience like? Did you have fear that you were going to gain weight on it? What has it been like moving forward with that? I think for me, as somebody that while I had had extreme restriction and dieting before, um, I'd never really gotten into uh, tracking too much beforehand. I would occasionally kind of calorie count and stuff like that, but I didn't really do a lot of the macro tracking. Um, I kind of took it as like, ah, I don't really have time for that anyways. I'm just so my extremes would be really extreme in other ways. And so um, when I got to it, I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm, I'm going to check it out. I trust Ariel. I don't know really what I'm doing, but I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to, you know, kind of follow uh, this guy that she's given me. And I was like, oh, I like having this, like, there's this really physical set knowledge of, um, you know, this, this banana has this many calories and this many carbs and this much protein and this much fat, you know, it's just kind of like, oh, I like kind of knowing that. And then as I know it, and I just kind of gain that knowledge in my head, um, it's not quite as important to me, but for a long time, it was just really, it was easy to be consistent when I had that tool there to just kind of go along. And then because I don't change up it, you know, anything super crazy on my, on my non-tracking days, it's kind of like, oh, I'm probably going to eat almost everything the same as I, what I normally was, because that's what worked for me. That's what I like. Um, but if I don't, um, you know, if my husband's like, can you have a piece of cheesecake with me? I'm not afraid because it's not like I just did all or nothing. And I just said, okay, now I ate a whole cheesecake to myself. I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything extreme because I already know 
what I want to do. And part of what I want to do is have a life that allows for, you know, something that I don't normally eat, like cheesecake or whatever it happens to be that, you know, I have had sushi dates with my husband and, you know, I've done sushi dates where I've tracked what that is. And then I've done one days where um, I said, Oh, that's my non-tracking day. So I'm just going to, I'm kind of going with the flow at this stage. That's yeah. where I've, I've, where I've gotten to in this, you know, as I've progressed, like it was, it, I don't want to say it felt necessary before, but it was so beneficial and helpful to start out tracking a little bit um, more precisely. Um, and now, even as I go, I'm getting closer to my my kind of maintenance weight. Um, I am still having a no tracking day because I kind of just like that freedom. But I've also said, hey, you know, I know that there's been moments where I've been a little less precise in my tracking, but I really am trying to push and really dig for myself. That's a choice for me. I'm making it for me. Nobody's, you know, pushing this on me. Um, and I know when I do that really, those precise tracking, um, I'm really clear at where I I see the results of what that does for me. So I, I like that. And so, yeah, yeah I just kind of, I kind of take the best of both worlds. I, I, I literally have like goosebumps and I think that's exactly it. It's exactly it because I do encourage everyone to go through a season of tracking. It is so beneficial because like now when you're having the cheesecake, you have an awareness where it's like, oh, okay, there's a decent amount of fats, probably cheese. You know, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a bite and I'm going to enjoy it. But we have that awareness, like uh, what, whatever, whatever it is like, okay, I normally have a banana, you know, the same practices. I really find that it's taking, taking a time. Like you said, we're tracking more precisely. We're learning what has calories in it. What doesn't, what's accurate, how to measure things. And then we take that skill that we learned and we apply it. And we combined it with self-trust and autonomy and saying, you know what, because I tracked sushi, I know I can have it. It's not good nor bad. It's not going to make me blow up and gain all this weight. And I'm going to enjoy it. This was the amount that I had last time. So this amount seems reasonable and we might see an uptick in the scale and we have that awareness. Well, sushi has a lot of carbs. It also has a lot of sodium. It makes sense that my weight would be up today. And I'm back on kind of like my normal routine after that. And that is like such a beautiful gift and a representation of the confidence, the skill and application, the flexibility, the self-trust you build. Because I always say this, like, I want you to be able to move forward if my fitness pal and every single tracking app, like I always say, like, let's say every single tracking app just blew up and they could not, you could, we could not track macros anymore. And there was no more food scales and they all went up in flames. I want you to be confident in your ability to maintain where you're at. Right. And so I think that's so empowering. And that's kind of, you know, it's, it's a bit strategic in implementing those days so we can cultivate that trust and that knowing and we have the application of it. I think I like to use the analogy of like using a GPS because like when you have a GPS set, you're like, you know, you're listening to it and maybe you're not really paying attention to the road. And then you, like, you have to go there again. And if you weren't paying attention the first time, you're even though you've been there before, you don't know how to get there. So it's really just taking it like you were saying, like looking like, oh, this is about the amount of a banana. This is about how much I cook. This is about how much I have. It's such it's such a cool skill. My husband was even telling me the other day, he goes, Do you feel like knowing this about nutrition is like a superpower? <laughs> and I was like, and it made me kind of laugh. And I was like, I guess he goes, because I see so many people that are just like frustrated and they don't know when they don't understand. And they're like, why can't I lose weight? Or they feel like they can't have fajitas right? Because they're doing it. 
And Dennis is like, you just got to use lean, lean beef, maybe low fat cheese and put some extra veggies in it and a lavish mm-hmm. wrap. And it's like, I can have fajitas. So I love, love, love seeing you put all that you've learned into practice. And this is the thing as Joni's saying, like, you can always go back to tracking. Like we mm-hmm. can always, we can always like, let's, whether it's some mindful days, a lot of mindful days, whatever it is, like you can always say, Hey, I want to go through a push and I want to track every day. And I want to have that precision because I want to get from A to B in a really efficient way. Okay. Right. Cool. We got it. Like nothing is on or off limits. It's just what fits you in that certain season. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I can, I, I like to that because I'm allowing myself to have foods that maybe, maybe some people are like, I don't think I can fit cheesecake in my life, but because I'm allowing myself to enjoy it and the amount that I've chosen that works in, into, you know, how much, how many macros I want. Um, I don't have, there's not this overwhelming, like hedonistic, like, Oh, cheesecake. Oh my God. Like, yeah, cheesecake's really freaking good, but I am just, I'm choosing, that's what I'm choosing to eat and I'm going to enjoy it. Um, there's it just, it doesn't have like this control and power. I think sometimes when we deny ourselves, can, um, you know, for me, it's always about choice. I have the choice. I'm today. I'm not choosing to eat cheesecake or today. I'm not choosing, you know, to eat chocolate or whatever. Some of my go-tos are, I'm not eating Doritos kind of a, kind of a thing, you know? And, and it just, it just um, makes sense that when we, we don't give something power over us, then we just, it just doesn't feel, there's just not that struggle that we, we could have. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. And I love when we kind of talk about like, you know, just like good, better, best or what it is. And once you have that knowledge and awareness, I know I, I again, it depends on your personality, but some women make like the coolest, healthiest, like macro friendly versions of things. Like I was thinking of the cheesecake and I was thinking about one of the girls. I was like, oh, look at this mini version of a cheesecake using these. I was like, how cool is that? And like this journey can be as in fun and exciting and enjoyable as you choose to make it like right. like Joni keeps saying like choice 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 this can be something that is life-giving is enhances the quality of your life is fun exciting connective supportive growing or it can be miserable burnout restriction and really really hard <laughs> and so yeah by- that's the individual yeah that's how the individuality of each person's journey comes into play. I do sometimes make desserts that are more macro friendly and, and um, meals that are more macro friendly. Some women that they pretty much do all of any type of a dessert type food, all macro friendly. And I kind of go back and forth. Um, You know, my family would like me to just enjoy a, a you know, a dessert as it is with them. And so um, I choose to, to, you know, kind of live freely that way. um, Just, but I already have that knowledge. So, and it is fun to see the other women's, I I have definitely tried some of their desserts and stuff like that. I'm like, Hey, this is actually really good. And and it fits for me. So I I like that too. Yeah. That's so fun. And I think just like you're saying, when we keep our values at the forefront, that's such an empowering thing. Like for me, when it comes Mm -hmm. to my daughter and my family, like even me in a dieting phase and going through it to competing on stage at a level of leanness, like I'm not the competitor or person that's really meticulous that won't have a bite of something. Like for me, it's still important to incorporate like family dinners or if Gabby's like, we're 
I don't know, like I eat one of my meals in the car every day and every single day she's like, mommy, can I have some? And I give her some, like, I'm not like, oh no, I, this was 102. I can't eat, <laughs> I can have it. Or yeah. sometimes she just wants to like feed me. Like if she has like goldfish as a snack or something, she's like, mommy, you want one? Or like, she's on to like, put it in my, um, like, it's a gold, like, it's a goldfish. It's like, I, I know what it is. And like you said, maybe that looks like I adapt something later on in my day. Maybe that looks like I just ate the freaking goldfish. It's, it's like, it's what, what's important to you and what are your values in that? And so, uh, there's just so many good takeaways. Do you feel like there was any one moment that was really impactful for you? I mean, it sounds like your journey as a whole, but it's like looking back over the past nine months, was there anything like this was a game changer for me or some, anything like that? One of the really big ones was the mentality and the attitude of all or something. I, I use it all the time. One of the big areas that I use it for is I, I work out pretty much uh, every day after I get off of work, my job. That's what works for me. That's when I can fit it in my schedule. And once in a while, I've had a tough day. Maybe I've had a, a little more physical of a day than I normally would or whatever it is. And I'm mentally drained and I'm like, I don't really want to go to the gym, which doesn't happen too, too often because usually I just like to go to the gym, but it does on occasion. And I always just um, made, I made the deal with myself. I will go to the gym. I'll change. I'll do at least 20 minutes and I can do 20 minutes of anything. Even if I had, you know, I have a A day and a B day for my lifting. And, um, and even if, even if I planned on doing that A day, I'll just say I can do 20 minutes of anything. It could be cardio. It could be whatever I have every single time I've, I've made that decision for myself. I have always stayed at the gym longer than 20 minutes. I've done my full workout. If I started doing something else, I usually still seg you know, segue into, into my planned workout. And it just, it was giving myself permission that if I really needed to only do 20 minutes, cause maybe I did need that mental space or that physical um, rest. Uh, but knowing that I didn't have to, I wasn't going to say, no, I'm not going. And now the next day I'm like, uh, now I have to, I'm like, I didn't have my, now I got to do a day on my B day or whatever it is. I'm giving myself that, you know, kind of permission to do a something, mm, um, gives, yeah. it just, it gives that individual and that choice, that, that choice that I, it, I guess choice for me is a really big thing. And so, um, yeah, I just, I, I do, I do that instead of, that's probably one of my biggest takeaways. Um, and it also allows for consistency in a way that some people think of consistency as just like real rigid. And that's mm -hmm. not necessarily, I'm consistently working out, getting exercise, moving my body, even if I didn't, um, you know, do a day, B day rest, a day, B day, you know, I didn't have to be rigid in that, in that way. So still yeah. getting me consistent body movement. That's, that's such a, that's so freaking powerful. Yes. The all, the all or something mentality. And just like you said, that misinterpretation of consistency for perfectionism. Like sometimes mm -hmm. people will be like, oh, I could be more consistent. And I'm like, but you are doing the same thing every day. You're mm -hmm. what you're what you're thinking in your head is I could be more perfect, quote unquote, perfect. Right. We're not doing it. And those are not synonyms. Perfect and consistent are not synonyms. So it's important to be aware, like, no, I'm going to consistently show up and as my best. That's what right. I'm going and to do. And it might be 20 minutes. It might be a full eight day lift. Right. And that, I think that's why for someone like myself that had 
fairly large amount of weight that they were holding on to and carrying and it looked really daunting to ever lose the amount I've lost already um, while putting out a large amount of effort in can get us fast results and sometimes that can be a good motivation for some people um, I needed it to get past that initial stage I needed to say okay maybe I've slowed down a little bit in my weight loss but I'm still seeing progress mm -hmm. um, and so choosing that all or something it, it, um, whether it's at any stage of their of a journey gives people the opportunity if somebody's going from you know really uh no movement in their life obviously if they all of a sudden try to do hour hour and a half workout their first week that's they're probably going to give up and so i think you know taking that step of like oh i'm gonna do, maybe it's only 15 minutes and and you don't nobody needs to kind of poo poo that that's an effort that you you did for yourself you showed yourself respect to say I deserve that 15 minutes and maybe somebody else they're in their journey they need an hour and a half to get their goal you know to meet their goals and and stuff like that so that, that's what I would like you know people that maybe are starting at out um you know in a, a higher body weight a, a, a larger size to re recognize like you don't have to do all or nothing yes yes and one way I've also been interpreting that lately we've been talking about is like it's really easy for our brains and any, like our brain, our primitive brain is going to be like, always like comfort, pleasure, avoid pain. Mm -hmm. right? So it'll throw out the idea, like, Oh, a little bit won't hurt. Like, uh, it's okay. If you just skip this one, it's going to, it's, it's going to keep doing that. And so instead of a little bit won't hurt and we shift that to a little bit adds up, that really sounds like the, that mentality and that similar approach where it's like a little bit adds up 20 minutes, a little bit adds up getting the low fat version, a little bit adds up stopping at one bite. And literally that's been your entire journey is like a little bit adds up. And it's so cool to see that unfold. Um, so thank you so much for coming on and being open and vulnerable and sharing your process and journey and inspiring so many other people. And I know sharing lots of little wisdom and insight um, on all that you've learned. So one thing that's um, a value of ours at TCM is, you know, we talk about how like, we're just ordinary people who mm -hmm. decided to live an extraordinary life. Like, and that's exactly what you're saying. You came at this place where you weren't hating on yourself. You weren't like picking yourself apart. You didn't feel like, oh, I'm just like a worthless, like this is horrible. But rather you were like, I want my life to be a little bit better. Like I want to mm -hmm increase the quality of my life. I want to feel empowered and, you know, wake up with more excitement and not be as fatigued on the day to day. And so that's such a beautiful shift. It's like going from good to great. You know, I've been saying like mm -hmm. coming the 2.0 version of ourselves. And so do you have any advice, words of wisdom for someone who is in that similar spot? Like maybe they feel like, okay, I just accept myself. Maybe they feel stuck. Maybe they're thinking about coaching and they're like, uh, I don't know. Like, again, they have uncertainty, they have fear, they don't know. And like you going through that process and seeing you on the day to day and how you're showing up in the world, ugh, makes me emotional, gives me goosebumps. So like, what piece of advice would you give for anyone who's at that kind of spot? Well, I think you like you said, uh, maybe things are good, but they could be great. Uh, sometimes you're just fine with the status quo and how things are. But other times you're like, uh, like, 
you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to take a nap every day. I like naps, but I, I don't, you know, if that's the only way to get through my day, I would like to kind of take that away. Like if you're finding little bits and pieces where you think there could be improvement and you see that there's an opportunity for change, then it's easy. You have the choice to do that. Um, you know, it doesn't always seem easy because you, you start thinking about all the things you're going to have to do, but steps, you can just take those steps one at a time. It doesn't have, it's not that that all or something instead of all or nothing. And so anybody that just wants to maybe make things just a little bit better, feel a little bit better, um, you know, whether it's appearance and, you know, we, we get a lot of hate sometimes for appearance being a part of that, but maybe that, maybe that is important to you. Um, and I think along the way you learn that, okay, I enjoy the appearance of it too, but all of the other stuff is so much more than I could have even recognized. So I, I think that um, we have that opportunity and that's what I would like people to, to see for themselves that you have opportunity, you have choice. I really like, I'm, I'm I'm a choice person. I'm like, I need to have choice. And sometimes it just, it's so small and still so beneficial. So yeah, take that opportunity for yourself. If you're looking, looking to just go from, from good to great, or even just micro improvements. Yes. I love that so much. Your words are so encouraging and helpful, motivating, inspiring that like anyone can do it. And I love your frame Mm -hmm. of saying it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. Give it a shot one step at a time. And I love your openness and sharing your journey. Like again, it it had lots, there were parts that were easier, parts that were harder, parts that seem effortless now that were more challenging in the beginning and just all the different dynamics. But ultimately at the end of the day, it's like, the power of choice, seeing opportunity and doing it one step at a time. So thank you so much for hopping on today, Joni, for sharing your story. I absolutely loved connecting with you. If anyone listening is interested in taking that first step, the first step, there will be a link in the description box below. You can fill out an application and just talk to any one of us coaches for a free 30 minutes. It's like, it's a free call. There's no contingencies with that just to see if we're a good fit, see where you're at in your journey, how we can help you and just one step at a time, just take advantage of the opportunity. So that will be linked below. If anyone wants to connect with you um, or share some love with you, Joni, where can they find you? Uh, Probably the easiest would be on Instagram. Jojo sweet potato. That's my, <laughs> that's my handle there. So, um, and I know that, uh, Ariel has, um, shared some of my journey on her Instagram. So that would be an easy way to find me. Yes. Yes. So and, if you and I would love to inspire and, and help other people. Um, you know, sometimes we, we are able to connect with somebody that we have, you know, we find some connection there. Maybe there's some similarities, maybe they're you're afraid because you're in a larger body, maybe much larger than other people. And that's kind of how I felt sometimes. Um, but just, you know, seeing somebody else similar can give you that, you know, just that little encouragement. So I, I appreciate you as well, Ariel, for um, being here for me and supporting me. Oh, of course. And thank you for your openness and, and like, you're just, you're willing to like talked with other people. So if you related to any part of Joni's story and want to reach out and connect with her, um, feel free to do so. I hope everyone has an incredible rest of their day and we will see you on the next episode. Bye guys.